This week's fight recap, Hall versus Silva. Stay tuned. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast, everybody. I'm cold as fuck. And I'm Tim Fulton. Okay, let's <laughs> get right into it. This is the fight recap for UFC Hall versus Silva. Yeah, it was an interesting night, to say the least. Yeah, so... Uh, this sucks. <laughs> this this really sucks. So for me, it's an outside perspective looking in because we've only been doing this for about a year. So I've only – we've talked about this before. I've been following UFC loose, very loosely. Yeah. But I've only really paid attention for the past year or so. So I've never seen Anderson Silva fight ever. It's, it's, so, uh, it's so difficult um, now that – everything has passed yeah to go back and realize the impact that he had and how crazy the shit that he did was yeah um it's almost like uh trying to explain to somebody how crazy nes was when it came out or and then you show it to them and they're like the fuck is this yeah like you you're like oh it was really crazy they're like oh we get it and they're like yeah but like it was really different and groundbreaking you're like uh-huh i got ps5 so fuck yourself <laughs> Um, okay, boomer. Yeah. So, uh, dude, forty-five years old. Forty-five. He still looked fucking good. Yeah, yeah. He looked good in that fight up it, until. Granted, yeah. Uriah Hall is not on the top ten yet, but he definitely has the skills. His whole knock is his mental game, yeah, uh, his confidence and whatnot. But he's a very dangerous guy. Knocks dudes out in spectacular fashion all the time. But uh, Anderson at forty-five to be able to be in there with somebody that's like ten years, nine years younger than him. He looked fucking good still. Yeah, he did. He was winning the second round until he got caught. I didn't even see what he got dropped with at first. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. We, we both said the same thing. We were like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, and I think um, I think in the third round, he was he came out and he was trying to get it back because he, he did something that he doesn't normally do. I mean, he, he definitely takes chances when he drops his hands and he you know showboats and, yeah, yeah. and try to go, tries to goad people, but he kind of just charged it all. Yeah, with his hands down. I think he was just trying to be overly aggressive because he had just gotten dropped, and he was trying to win it back, and he got caught flush coming in. Uh, Bisping put it correctly there, I think. He said he looked sloppy. Yeah, which, just for that second. Yeah, yeah, like, but that's all it takes. Yeah, for that second, he was he was sloppy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, I don't think it, w- it wasn't him showboating. I think he was uh, – it, it looked to me like he was just – he was trying to regain control and try to – reestablish like uh you know just his position in the fight after getting dropped i think he needed it for himself and he also needed it on scorecards but it sucks seeing a guy that anderson silva who in many opinions and even mine like if someone says is anderson silva the greatest of all time and you could talk about khabib and and con uh and uh gsp and everything his name is never not on the list and it's always in there and it's if you said he's the greatest all time, I, you can't argue he's not. Yeah, there's you know what I mean. So it was kind of rough seeing him go out like that, but it was cool seeing Hall and him at the end of the fight because he was such a hero of his. Um, and how nice Anderson Silva, just of a guy, yeah, that yeah. he is. So that sucks, especially <laughs> since there was no crowd. Um, I know what what a weird way to go out too. Yeah, he was like beloved in Brazil, and it just. It's a shame that this had to happen this way, but again, 
fucking fantastic career and i i don't want to see him fight anymore i don't think no after that one i think we you know we don't need to see him anymore he's done i i, I agree with you it's a hard thing to say and especially because this has been like the year of retirements yeah like, guys left and right are going down yeah going down that's a bad way to put it but you know what i mean yeah and the uh you know he doesn't have anything else to prove i mean but then again like ken shamrock once said uh if i want to fight that's my decision i don't think anyone should be able to tell me not to as long as i'm healthy that's true um so if he does i hope he doesn't i hope that all the you know questions that he had about himself whatever were answered and that he is content with just leaving the sport and just staying within around it but because we know how that road goes eventually yeah it's it seemed like to me he wanted to go out with a fight like he yeah. knew he was done and he wanted to he wanted to like put an end to his career but he didn't just want to be like oh by the way everyone i'm not fighting anymore he wanted to go out with a fight yeah which is respectable like yeah so i'm with you i'm hoping he yeah i just bravo to a fucking one of the best careers and one of the best to ever do it all right so we have a legend on his way out and now we have an up-and-comer yes. making a fucking name for himself. So, Bryce Mitchell versus Andre Touchy Feely. <laughs> so, Bryce Mitchell, something-something camo shorts, something-something the UFC the let him wear camo, camo shorts. Thing. That uh, made my night. Yeah, so... Uh, that redeemed the night for me. Andre Feely, definitely the toughest fight that he's ever had. Yeah. Um, he did, Andre Feely should get a lot of credit for, for having the performance against the guy that everyone thought was going to win. Um and uh, this is a big step up for Bryce. I think that this is a good fight for him for long, like his career. Yeah. Because Andre Feely is not a huge name. He's big within MMA community, but not like nobody would know who he was if you asked somebody who casually watches yeah. MMA. Yeah, yeah. So uh, having a tough fight like this that you have to really grind out and everything like that, it's good because he realizes, you know, there's different levels to this shit. And as good as he is, he realizes, like, it's not always just going to be, you know, I'm going to take you down, fantastic finish. Like, there's going to be guys that just give you problems, and you're not going to be able to just kind of walk through everybody. Not that he has that outlook, but sometimes, like, if things come too easy, it could almost be a curse because then they throw you into the – because once he gets a big name like he's getting, there's not going to be any no-name guys he's fighting. They're going to th start throwing him in there with guys that are well-known, and they're well-known for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – I think this is a good fight for his career. So, yeah. That makes that does make a lot of sense for me and he was probably one of the harder grapplers he had to deal with. I mean, he took him to the ground a lot and everyone was expecting him to get some sort of crazy submission, yeah. not right away, but with relative ease. Yeah. But like you were saying, um Feely, Feely. Uh, touchy Feely uh had such explosive stand-up power, like ridiculous. Yeah. It 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 really proved a legitimate problem, and it shows Bryce that he still has room for improvement in his own top-notch game. Yes. Even though he was still relatively dominant throughout the performance, Yeah, there's room for improvement. So, like, it, it does make a lot of sense. Yeah. He, um, he One thing that impressed me about Feely was the, um, his stamina and how long he kept his explosiveness in yeah. that fight. Because Mitchell was getting, obviously, tired from grappling so much. Yeah. But, you know, Andre was fighting off the whole time and still exploding yeah, and yeah. not getting overly exhausted. I mean, he's obviously got a little tired at the end of the fight. But the, the length of time in which he kept that explosiveness throughout the fight was, was impressive. Because normally you see guys not being able to do those moves after they were in, you know, one, two rounds with a fight 
uh, that was going like it was with Mitchell. Like the heavy grappling, constantly trying to defend takedowns, constantly getting taken down, having to get back up. And still being able to explode like that was was pretty impressive. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. I, I really don't have much else to add to that. It, it's very tiring. It doesn't seem like it would be, but it's very tiring being on your back. Yeah. And having to fight off a guy who is in a mounted position. And Bryce was all over the place. He was in, he was in full mount. He yeah. was in half mount. He was in like it, it, it. It's much more tiring than an average viewer would expect. If you don't if you don't understand how tiring, uh, grappling or even throwing punches is, like, just if you if you ever have time. Just lay down on the ground and stand up 10 times as fast as you can. Yeah, yeah. Or just throw as many punches in the air as fast as you can for 30 seconds. Yeah. The whole- You'll think the first 10 seconds, 20 seconds is easy, and then you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm, I'm doing nothing, and I'm exhausted. It's really hard to explain. It is. It is. Um, but Especially as a couch warrior yeah well, you don't understand how quickly you get exhausted from yeah. doing something that seems like it's not that hard when you look at it yeah because one instance of it isn't hard yeah 15 minutes of it is five minutes of it is exactly whatever it, whatever yeah all right moving on moving on moving on up so moving on up. maurice green versus greg hardy to the east side <laughs> continue sir this I, podcast I, is switching to a musical um <laughs> So, Greg Hardy gets out of the first round uh, with Maurice Green, uh, and he looks tired. They both did, to be fair, but yeah, Hardy looked Yeah, Hardy looked tired. more tired, and he almost missed weight. He had to go back and recut. So, I think that his de- his game is definitely improving, right? We can't deny that. No, you can't. So, um, I think that the next evolution for Greg Hardy – as far as like if what would really increase his um, overall game in there would be to get a dietitian and lose a solid twenty five pounds. Yeah, like get below the two sixty five, or at least just walk around a two sixty five because I think he walks around around two eighty something. That's ridiculous. And that extra weight, it's good for the first round when you're throwing you know punches like he throws, yeah. but in the long run. When you start getting guys that are higher and higher in the division, you're not going to be able to knock everybody out in the first round. Yeah. And when you're carrying all that extra weight, you're really going to wish you weren't in the second and third or the fourth and the fifth. And it seems like that's his game plan. Like, his plan in most of the fights I've seen thus far have been, let's get this guy down as fast as humanly possible. Knock him out. Yeah, let's knock him out. Which, I mean... it. It's a fair strategy, but if it fails, you have to have the backup. And like you were saying, like if you gas out completely, and we were seeing in his interview, he was still tired. Yeah, I mean, like ti- not just tired, he was windy. Yeah, in his interview, and yeah, they didn't even go the full two rounds. No, no, they went uh, what a minute and thirteen seconds into the second round. Yeah, something like that. And uh, you know, it's <sighs> this is one of those things. I think success is a kind of one of those anchors in a way where it's not he hasn't had the fight where he's been exhausted to the point where he loses a fight because of it or he almost loses a fight because of it it's almost like he should yeah to like not get into him that yeah and granted this fight looked horribly at the end i think that in a replay they did stop it slightly early because i think green was pretty with it but it did look bad i would have definitely stopped it if i was the ref probably but um yeah he gets another win so we'll see who he gets Mm -hmm. next 
All right. Next up, we have Kevin Holland versus Charlie Antiveros. Yeah. So this one, um, I, I got like frustrated with the with the commenting crew. I don't know why, but he Kevin Holland took Charlie down in a really weird position. Yeah. He had almost like a, a front head and arm choke on him. And when he took him down, his head slammed down, but he, but uh, Holland's elbow and arm were behind his neck. Yeah. And I immediately saw it. I'm like, that's his neck got fucked up, like, before they stopped the fight. And uh, Charlie was, like, verbally saying, my neck, my neck. And he didn't even tap, but they stopped the fight. And they couldn't figure out what happened to him. Like, nobody, nobody realized that that was his neck. And they were like, oh, it's his shoulder. I'm like, how do you not know that that – like, it was – and the replays they kept on showing was from the wrong angle. Yeah. They were showing, like, a blocked angle, which the original angle that they showed during the fight clearly showed what you were explaining. Yeah. But it, it was, the whole thing was weird. Yeah. I was worried. I was relieved that he. I saw him putting his feet up on the cage. Yeah. Because when I saw that in his head, the way that his arm fell, because it's, it's almost like, it, uh, you know, you have, like, this fulcrum for your neck to snap on. Yeah. And... I was like, all right, he's moving his feet. But the ref did a smart thing. He's like, don't move. Because the ref yeah, knew yeah, that it yeah, was his yeah, neck. Yeah. Um, they did say that he was able to move his hands and his to and his feet uh, after they took him off on the stretcher. But I was like, they need to put a neck brace on him immediately. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's a little disappointing that Kevin Holland celebrated the way he did. I mean, I know he's happy, but he's got to know that his neck was fucked up. And I just, I don't know. I'm not trying to talk shit or anything, but I just, it didn't sit the right way because he could have been seriously fucking injured. Yeah, I'm behind you on that one. He, even when everything was like realized and the stretcher came out, like the uh, Charlie hadn't moved at all yeah. for the entire time that he was celebrating and he was still like gloating almost while he got his hand raised. And like, you don't want to take that away from him because he did get the win and it is a big deal. Yeah. But at the same time, you kind of also want to be like, guy, Ch yeah again out, like. adrenaline's pumping you're excited yeah but yeah if you i think i'm pretty sure he like ripped his arm out from underneath his head too when he when he stopped the fight and i was just like dude you know that he said my neck like i understand that like yeah i, I just from an outside yeah. perspective with not being involved it just it it, it could have went better yeah that was you know that, that was a hard one to yeah just hope uh his neck is okay it looked like a broken neck or at least it might have crushed one of his discs or something because that was that was pretty brutal and uh, last but not least, we have uh, Green versus Moises. Um, it's a weird last name. It Moises. is a weird last Moises. name. Moises. Um, I keep wanting to call him Moses. Yeah, so Bobby Green just fought uh, in the beginning of this month, I think, or the beginning of October. Mm -hmm. um, and remember we were talking, he had the long layoff, and it was good to see him back and everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a close fight, um, but uh, I don't know. Bobby just couldn't seem to get it together the right way with this one i don't know it, it sucks because you know when guys take short notice fights or they fight back to back sometimes it, it's great because they get two back-to-back -back wins but sometimes it's too much too soon or that you know not proper time to prep or you just had a weight cut and it's you know you have a bad weight cut whatever the case yeah i didn't hear any about anything like that with green but it's unfortunate that he had a win uh you know with the long layoff and then he's just recently coming back and now he has a loss so because i like bobby green so that's all. I'm going to take the reverse perspective. I'm going to say congratulations, Diego, for oh, 100 <laughs> for com or for accomplishing this goal of taking down Bobby Green, even though he just recently had a win and was 
rising once again. Yes. You know what? It was a fantastic performance. I think the the ref scoring, I think a couple of them put it to 30-27. But no matter how it ended up, each round was a close round. Yeah, like they it, weren't they weren't blowouts by any means. Yeah, it exactly, was somebody exactly. that had like a slight edge where you could, you know, probably put your money on it, but Yeah. You know, it was I I I felt confident that Tiago had gotten it by the end of the I, I was with I was with you on that, but so it, much it, so that I I didn't even watch the uh the decision. No, you walked away disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I very well remember that. Yeah, I knew I knew it was going to happen. All but, right, so uh, I yeah. think that just about wraps up the recap for today. Uh, let us know what you guys think about these fights in the comments down below. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Last but not least, don't forget to go to BroDownPro.com. Get all your BroDown gear. We have all BroDown stuff. Bro, and we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. You're listening to BroDown Podcast all fucking day. Oh.